Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes, and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 115. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Christy Sumer, a capsule wardrobe expert who took her experience of traveling for work with a capsule wardrobe and turned it into her career. Now, as the CEO of an ethical and sustainable clothing brand, she is helping others discover the joy of living with a comfortable, convertible, and fashion-forward closet. I had a lot of fun looking at our clothing options in a new light, and I really think you're going to like it too. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if this is your first time here, well, welcome. I am honored to have you, and I hope that you enjoy what you hear and you come back for more. Today, I am diving back into a super popular topic. Yep, that's right. We are talking all things capsule wardrobe again. Now, it is no secret that I love capsule wardrobes. They make it easier to love the clothes that you have in your closet, figure out your style, make more space in your closet, get more wear out of the things that you do own, and make it easier to shop when you need to. So this time we are looking at our capsule wardrobes, though, from the perspective of someone who took her love of versatile clothing and actually made that into a thriving business. I mean, super fun, right? So Christy Sumer is the founder and CEO of Encircled, a Canadian-made line of versatile, sustainably made clothing that helps women streamline their wardrobes. Inspired by her love of travel and dislike of checking a bag, Christy started Encircled in 2012 while she was working as a management consultant. At the time, she was traveling over 100,000 miles a year and found that there was a lack of travel clothes that blended both style with function. So Christy's first multi-way design, the Chrysalis Cardi, was made on the kitchen floor of her condo using a sewing machine that she found on Craigslist. I mean, talk about resourceful. I absolutely love that. 
Since that fateful endeavor, Christy has grown encircled into a seven-figure business that was named a certified B Corp in 2018. She is committed to meeting high ethical and sustainable standards in all aspects of the company, from using fabrics that honor the environment to providing good working conditions and fair wages for her sewers. We had an awesome conversation, and I love how we were able to connect through our love of making life simpler, starting in our closets. So give this episode a listen, and when you're done, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 115 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to Christy's website and the freestyle quiz that she offers. Again, you can find it all at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 115. And now let's get to our conversation. Well, hi, Christy. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. How are you doing today? I'm good, Deanna. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I am very excited about today. And anytime we talk about clothes and fashion, it's always a big topic and my listeners really enjoy listening to these. So I'm really excited to have you on. So for those of my listeners who have not heard of you yet or your clothing line, tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you here. Yeah. So uh, my name is Christy Sumer. I'm the founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand Encircled. Uh, we're actually coming up on our 10 year anniversary at the end of this year. So uh, we've been around for a while. Um, I originally started the line when I was a management consultant and it actually started as a travel clothing line. So I was inspired by the idea to travel light because at the time in 2012, I was flying you know, from client to client pretty much every single week. So I lived on an airplane and I really wanted to pack smarter and go carry on only. So it started with our one piece, the Chrysalis Cardi, which is like this eight in one dress tunic cardigan scarf. We still have it on our site today and it still sells, but that was like the original inspo for the line. And then, you know, I knew I wanted it to be locally made. I knew I wanted it to be sustainable. And at the time that was like super, super strange to do because it was definitely not something that was top of mind for people in terms of fashion and sustainability, but went ahead with it anyways, and ran it kind of as a side hustle for two years while working. And then it got to be too big. So I quit my job and yeah, I'm based in Toronto. We're made in Toronto. So everything's made locally within like 45 kilometers of our office. Uh, we also dye about half of our fabric locally. We're a certified B Corp, women owned, women run. And yeah, we're, we're excited to be here. And we're excited that I think more so I'm very excited that consumers are starting to think about sustainability and how that impacts their closet and the idea of capsule wardrobes and how they can really streamline their closet into what they wear the most. So that for me has been something I think I've just noticed in the last couple of years really start to be top of mind and, and I'm here for it for sure. Awesome. Well, it's funny because that whole capsule wardrobe traveling light in a suitcase is really what led me down this path too. Mm. And so our paths, obviously we chose different ways. You have chosen to create your own clothing line, which is amazing. And I just decided to help people to clutter and live with less, um, <laughs> but I think it is, it's so fascinating. So I love it. Okay. So obviously mm -hmm. traveling light sustainability, all of that was really the motivation for your clothing brand. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. We'll dive a little bit more into that in a minute, but you were saying that you went from being a strategy consultant. You were traveling mm -hmm. weekly. You had an airplane, you know, you were on the airplane, you were with a suitcase full of stylish clothing. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of went from this maybe quote unquote maximalist. I'm envisioning like the devil wears Prada, like the yes. suitcase from Paris, yes. you know, and going to being a minimalist and enjoying your life with less and being more sustainable and more intentional. So Tell me a little bit about that transition. I think a lot of people are nervous about 
that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was definitely not a light packer prior to being a consultant. So actually funny story. Like when you travel, you're usually traveling with your colleagues from the same office and Mm -hmm. consulting tends to be a mostly male industry, um, for whatever reason. And so I remember one of my first clients, we were flying to Florida and I actually checked a carry on. I I checked a bag and they were like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) And I was so embarrassed. I had no idea that wasn't what they did because we're going for like five days. And I was like, I'm going to need some bathing suits. Maybe I need like four suits. I'm going to need some dresses, some different shoes, my runner. Like I was bringing all the things and they just thought that was so weird. And I was like, Oh God, that's how I travel. Like, you know, I remember being, I'm, I was a big traveler before that. And I remember being in Barcelona and dragging like a 36 inch, you know, suitcase up a hill because I'd overpack. Like I was not there for sure. Um, and I was also a big fast fashion consumer, which we can talk about later when in my twenties. So I really came from this background of just like buying kind of what was trendy and just never wearing it and, and not being super efficient in my packing. So the transition for me, it took a little bit of time, you know, with consulting again, like efficiency is everything. So you don't want to check a bag ever. So I was kind of forced to question what I was packing in my suits suitcases in a lot of ways. And the biggest thing, honestly, that helped me a lot, at least from a travel perspective was planning outfits. Mm. So I'm a bit of a spreadsheet nerd and I have spreadsheets and we actually created our first like printable, um, opt-in incentive that we created for our email list was a printable carry on packing list. And it was based off my own travels. And like, it created a grid, there was a grid in it where you could put your outfits and stuff like that. And I find when people sit down and actually not only look at what they're wearing, but plan out what they're doing and what they'll need. You actually end up bringing way less than you think, you know, sure. You may throw in an extra top here or there, but you know, I think that planning will get people out of that panic zone. Like they're going to miss something or they're not going to have that shoe or whatever, uh, which does happen. But for me, that was like a really useful tool to get me out of that, like overpacking mentality and seeing that, you know, I could just rewear that pant with this top. And then, it, you know, as long as I wear that top twice, then I'm getting them like the most value out of that top being in my suitcase. So it was a lot of strategy actually around packing that kind of turned the tide for me. Oh, okay. I love it. All, all good. You're speaking my language. So I guess a little more <laughs> up in the air than devil wears Prada, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So, okay. Now, but now that you live with less and now that you're more of a minimalist, is there anything that you miss in your wardrobe? Like, is there, was there any like big thing you were just like, man, I really can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. I think it's challenging for me because the last couple of years, you know, we've been working from home here a lot. Um, Toronto, mm-hmm. where I'm based out of, has been locked down a, a very long time throughout the last couple of years. So I've just been living in comfy clothes, you know? So that's been most of what I've been wearing. I would say I did recently, as things started to open up the last three months, I was like, I have no more dress up clothing. <laughs> like I really need some pieces that like are like, you know, a little bit dressy that put a little extra something into an outfit. I've gotten really casual and athleisure, which I think is great. And I love like the contrast of pairing like dressy items with casual pieces. Like we have a piece called the dressy sweatpants. I love wearing those out to like a restaurant with like a wedge or a heel and then pairing it with like a really nice like silk or silk alternative tank or something like that. So I definitely felt the need lately to have that craving, but now that sustainable fashion and ethical fashion is so, I wouldn't say widespread, but there's lots of options out there. You know, you can pretty much find an alternative for something in some way. And when you are thinking about a curated wardrobe, 
uh, we always recommend, you know, basing it on your lifestyle. So, you know, what do you do with your time and most of your days? Like you might need that one special occasion dress, but you're probably not going to need like 10 of them if you're not wearing them a lot, or you might not need suits if you're not going into an office or whatever it is. So I think I'm fairly aligned with my values and my lifestyle, my wardrobe, although would love a little bit more dressy stuff. Got it. So there it is. The key there, I think you said was you are aligned with your values and your lifestyle and knowing what it was that you want in life. I think maybe, maybe made it easier for you then Mm -hmm. to say like, this is what I'm choosing. I'm choosing this because this is ideally what I want in my life. And if there's something you miss, I think we all have some guilty pleasures every once in a while, but it's not something that you're going to you know, might maybe have a little twinge of, you know, nostalgia or, or missing it, but it's not something that you're like, I really messed up here because you took a look at what you were doing. And did I get that right? This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic medical grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair, and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this. Your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Yeah, okay. yeah, like absolutely. So like, I think there's a couple of things about like a curated capsule wardrobe. So like number one, it's like progress over perfection. There's an idea that a capsule wardrobe has to be a certain number of items 
and there's like, I think it's 33 items or something like that. That is very hard for most people to get to number one, because we already own so much stuff. So getting down to that is difficult. And then some people refresh it seasonally. Some people don't like, there's always different perspectives, right? Like for me, the goal is like progress and being more intentional with your clothing purchases, not, you know, having that one t-shirt in my closet, just hanging on a hanger. Like I'm not that extreme. You know, so I believe whatever suits somebody's lifestyle is just about being more mindful and then looking at your closet and also saying like, you know, I'm sure you would appreciate this. Like, are you actually wearing what's in your closet? And if not, you know, does it really need to be there? Could it be, you know, swapped with somebody else? Could it be sold on Poshmark? Um, could it be responsibly recycled or donated or something like that? Because a lot of the times we're only wearing about 20% of our closet. And not only does that add clutter in our home, obviously, it makes it harder to get dressed in the morning because you're looking in this closet and there's all this stuff. And when in reality, you're only wearing a couple of those pieces. Yeah, 100% on board with that. And I, I agree that there is no set number and it will definitely depend. Like I live in San Diego. My wardrobe is going to be a lot different than your wardrobe in Toronto. And I can get away with a lot less clothing than you can, because I don't Mm -hmm. need the winter stuff. I don't need the different, you know, seasonal items that you will need up there. And sorry, that's not to rub it in or anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We've accepted that. that. (laughs) Um, But you know, I think that people have to take that into consideration too. So the mm-hmm. lifestyle. So mm-hmm. as people are creating capsule wardrobes, cause I am on board. I think it was one of the big things that really kind of solidified this new lifestyle for me too. Um, just living with less and understanding that you don't actually need that many clothes in your closet to create outfits to mm-hmm. that you look and feel amazing in. So what are some of your tips if somebody's just starting out and they're like, okay, I'll give this a try. How do you mm-hmm. say they should start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do, we still have a printable on our website. If you search minimalist wardrobe workbook in Google, it'll come in and circled. It'll come up. It's a printable. It's like 20 pages and you can like print it out or do it digitally, but it takes you through a process of streamlining your wardrobe. So I always recommend starting with like an audit and really looking at what you have today in your closet. Like Again, like, what are you actually wearing? What are you not wearing? What's like needing repair? What's maybe beyond repair? Uh, What's never worn and could be like upcycled, sold or swapped or whatever. And starting from like that base and then really thinking about your lifestyle. So like, are you going to an office or are you working from home? Do you have kids and you're crawling on the floor all the time or, and doing like paint parties and stuff like that? Or are you going out every night? Are you, are you a lawyer maybe and you're in court? So maybe you need something more formal. So really understanding that block and using that as an allocation for how much percentage of your wardrobe you dedicate to each. And like you said, you know, if you're in a place like Toronto, um, where we have, like, I would say we have more than four seasons. I think we have like, it's like sometimes snowing in the summer, like, you know, so we have to have different, you know, lots of sweaters, but then tank tops and like, it's extremely hot here today. So it's like, you kind of have to take a lot of these factors into consideration, but I would start with where, what you have and where you are. Like, that's my biggest advice. I think when people are switching to a more, ethical or sustainable or capsule wardrobe is like, they fear that they have to like throw everything out and like start again. No, like just review it and see what's working for you. What fits, what flatters. And, you know, sometimes that's hard because you have to let go of pieces. Maybe that you think you love and they, they fit in your lifestyle, but you're never wearing them. Um, that can bring up a lot of stuff a la Marie Kondo for people. So, um, we want to be very cognizant of that, but 
I definitely think I would start there and then kind of make a plan, make a wardrobe plan. Like, what are you actually wearing? And if you're not really sure, a great way to test this, I find, is as you are, you can go through your whole closet, turn all of your hangers around the opposite way so that the hanger part is facing out. And then as you wear stuff throughout the week, flip it over and maybe come back in a month if you're not really doing wearing that much stuff or different outfits and see like, are you actually wearing this stuff? And do you even need to hold space in your closet? So that's kind of a fundamental starting point. And then when you are like creating your own capsule wardrobe, I mean, there's a ton of great resources out there um, on our website, but there's lots of like blogs and influencers who literally will give you like the recipe and for your capsule wardrobe. And then you just take that and you kind of customize it, look what you have and see where you've got some gaps and then maybe set a target to, you know, fill those gaps for next season or whatever. Um, But it's really make it your own. Like, I don't like to have too much restriction around it because then I think people get too, they take it too seriously, right? Like fashion should still be a bit fun. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Don't take ourselves too seriously. It's it's Mm -hmm. clothes. It's wonderful. (laughs) We can change the world with them because let's talk a little bit about your, your clothing brand and Mm -hmm. You know, what does it mean for clothes to be sustainable? You've talked about that it's sustainable and, and, but what does that even mean for somebody Mm -hmm. that's not in the industry and doesn't really understand and into fast fashion or not even sure they're into fast fashion? Yeah. I mean, sustainability is so multifaceted in fashion because there's so many elements that go into the production of a garment. Um, So when I think of sustainability, you know, the easiest one to think of is what it's made from. So there are definitely good, better, and best materials. There's poor materials that can be used. You know, generally we want to recommend people staying away from like synthetics, like polyester and nylon. Those are all petroleum-based plastic products. They never biodegrade. And depending on their certifications, they may not be, you know, certified to be safe against your skin. So they can cause irritations and stuff like that against people's skin and whatnot. So organic natural fibers are best. Um, Semi- Synthetics, I think, are great too, like Tencel and Modal. Bamboo can be really good as well because it's very resilient. Linen, um, hemp, all those types of fabrics like organic cotton. So that would be like one piece of it, looking at what the actual product's made from. Then I would say from a sustainability process, I would look at where it's actually made. Because again, if you're buying garments, you know, for example, like we make stuff in Toronto and our largest market is our province, like probably about half our sales come from our province. So you imagine it's made here and then it doesn't have to travel that far, you know, maybe the farthest we have customers in Australia, but like, that's not very many farthest is probably the States. Whereas like biggest, like manufacturing of garments overseas, like is in Bangladesh. And that's about 12,000 kilometers away. So if you think about the carbon imprint of that, like having either flying or freighting clothing in from that far away. And also like they do a lot of like um, transport within those countries there for different things or dying. So there was once a story of like this fast fashion dress that traveled like something like 1500 kilometers before it even like left the port. So it had like been in six countries before it even was shipped to the States. So there's a huge carbon footprint from that alone. And then you want to think about the sustainability of like the people making the clothing. Cause to me, sustainability, you could have like an organic cotton collection, but if you're using forced labor, exploited labor, you're not paying living wages, that's not sustainable for the people who are making those clothing, you know? So I always include that as an element of sustainability because we want people to have economic empowerment wherever they live. And if, you know, if a teacher costs $10, you can bet that like somebody is not being paid properly along that line whether it's the picking of the raw materials or even the sewing of the garment, because fashion is still handmade. There's not robots making clothing. It's all 
pretty much handmade with some exceptions, I would say around cutting and stuff like that. But so that would be like the three elements I would primarily think of that go into sustainability and fashion. And then there would be like the end of life cycle. So like when you are done with a garment, like where does it go and what are the options for that? And like I talked about, I think staying away from synthetics is a good rule of thumb because unless you're wearing them for like 10 years, like a lot of these fast fashion companies rely on the kind of cheap fabrics and fall apart designs that are super trendy. And, you know, what happens to those when they're done, they end up in a landfill and they actually don't go anywhere because they're made from plastic. So, um, you know, there's like a really holistic approach, I think, to sustainability and fashion, which makes it very complex for consumers. But you can just start, I think, by asking brands like, what about you is sustainable? Like what materials are you using? And just getting more educated, I think is a good starting point. Yeah. Okay. Tons of information there. Thank you for breaking it down. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I think it gives us a lot to think about and, and you're right. I think one of the ways we can make it simpler on ourselves as consumers is to find a couple brands that we trust and that we rely on. And then we can say over and over, okay, as I go back and I need to update my wardrobe that I, it cuts out a lot of that decision-making because having to do that every single time you try to buy an item, it's crazy. And, Mm -hmm. and even with like Amazon these days, like you never know where things are coming from. Like it's so much harder to tell nowadays, I think. So, um, I definitely am all about finding brands we trust and trying to move forward with them because it is very difficult when you're looking at the sea of just everything. We have so much at our fingertips and we don't even have to leave our house. So it just makes it so much easier to buy things quickly. So, (laughs) all right, let's talk about what you would, how you would tell somebody to update their wardrobe. So you were just talking about how your capsule and I, I feel the same way. My capsule has become very casual. Mm -hmm. So how would you recommend somebody update their wardrobe where they've kind of fallen into this slump a little bit? And how can they maybe start to feel a little bit better about their clothing choices as we all go out and Mm-hmm. see the world again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of like creating your own like mood board. So, um, you know, naturally I'm not a very stylish person, like <laughs> kind of doesn't come to me. So I really rely on stuff like, you know, I think Pinterest is great for, for this type of stuff. So you can create your own private board so nobody can see it on Pinterest and just, you know, let's say for fall or something like that, and you start pinning some looks that you really like, um, some ideas, you know, some trends, I think, you know, the funny thing about fashion is it's very circular. So a lot of trends, you know, right now we're seeing nineties, nineties jeans, um, you know, so I'm feeling like a big throwback to high school, you know, so (laughs) you kind of have to pick and choose. Right. And some seasons, like you may not be ready for that trend. Like I think when bike shorts came back maybe two years ago or something like that, I was like, heck no, am I wearing those? And then I was like, Oh, they're actually really comfy. I remember wearing this when I was 11 and they're great. So I like warmed up to the trends. So I don't think you have to like embrace all trends. I think pick a few things, whether it's colors or something that are seasonally coming in, or maybe a new silhouette that you want to try. 
and make that mood board and see where that takes you. I take a lot of my best outfits from other people online, just watching what they put together and really challenging myself to wear my closet, you know, as much as possible with what I have already. But if there are a few couple of pieces you want to buy for the season, because you want to make a shift. Absolutely. But I, I personally need a lot of guidance to do that. So I find like just putting together that inspiration really helpful and fun, you know, following, just like you said, with brands, like finding that set of, you know, whether it's like influencers or media or somebody who puts together that type of information. So you can start to get inspiration from them as well. Great. So would you say that Encircled is capsule wardrobe, like forward? Would you say like a lot of your pieces work together, like in a capsule? Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say we're like capsule wardrobes made comfy. So, um, you know, everything we make is comfortable. So we don't, we don't mess around with comfort. (laughs) You know, it's like we use very pajama soft fabrics that we put them into like dressy silhouettes. So that's a lot of what we do. So like the dressy sweatpants is an example of a very casual style put into very dressy fabric. Um, whereas we have like a comfy dress shirt, which is like a dress shirt silhouette in like pajama fabric. Um, so we love to play around with those oxymorons because I think it's kind of fun and it's a neat way to design products. Like I'm always looking for what pieces people like to wear that are timeless. That's really important to us as well. And also for capsule wardrobes, I think 
when you're thinking about constructing it, you know, if you're going to go for like that white collared shirt, that might be a really great investment piece where you really put some more money into that piece by buying a higher quality or maybe designer or something like that, because you know, that's never going to go out of style. So I think I think about that with our collection a lot, like where's the pain points? Like, so we don't have denim in our collection, but um, we have lots of comfy pants and comfy skirts and dresses and stuff like that. Because I believe like, our customer at least really wants to wear the closet every day of the week. So uh, we make that easy for them to go from like work to weekend or day to night. Ooh, I love that work to weekend or day to night. Nice. So yeah, absolutely fantastic to be able to Right. I like how you have that idea of those silhouettes that are classic silhouettes, but interesting. And then you just make them comfortable. So Mm -hmm. people actually want to wear them. So that's a lot of fun. So Fantastic. Well, is there anything else about like capsules that you want to share before we kind of wrap up? Cause I know people are going to want to know where you are and, you know, kind of find out more about you. So let us know first where you can find us. And then anything else that I've missed about capsule wardrobes that you want to add. Yeah. So I think just in regards to capsules, I think we have a free quiz on our site. You can take it. It kind of like helps you map out at a high level, what a capsule wardrobe might look like for you. And I think that's like really important that it's going to look different for everybody. Like it's not going to be the same as your neighbor or your sister, because we all have different needs and lifestyles and life stages and seasons in life where we're wearing different things. And that's totally fine. No judgment. Just start with where you are. And again, focus on progress over perfection, especially when it comes to sustainability and ethics, that can be very overwhelming. And I think that can make people check out of the process because like I said, it is complex and there is a lot of greenwashing out there. You can definitely look towards companies that are B Corp certified and use other certifications for a mark of, you know, verification, but there are so many options and we're, everybody's so busy. So it's like the last thing on the list to like investigate a brand to make sure they're sustainable. Um, so take that with a grain of salt and just do the best that you can. I think is always my best advice. And, and don't be afraid to like, really like wear what you own, like challenge yourself to, we used to have a challenge at Encircle called the wear your closet challenge, where we would challenge people to take 10 items out of their closet that they'd never wear. And then agree if they can't style them and wear them over the next week or so that they're going to sell them or donate them or swap them or something like that as an attempt to streamline their closets. And it was a really fun challenge. And I'd love to bring that back actually maybe in the fall um, yeah. because it opens up that idea of shopping your closet as well. Because I think sometimes we have those items in our closet. If we're not having a capsule wardrobe right now, they're just kind of like lurking in there. So you never know what gems are kind of in your own actual wardrobe that you can pull from. So yeah, you can find Encircled online. Our website is encircled.ca. That's E-N-C-I-R-C-L-E-D.ca. We ship internationally. No problem. We can actually ship sometimes faster to the States than we can within Canada since Canada is so large. Um, and we're on Instagram too. If you want to give us a follow, we post lots of educational content on fashion and greenwashing and all that kind of stuff. And that's at Encircled underscore. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to let me know if you run that challenge. I want to do that. That sounds super fun. So I'm following on Instagram, so I'm sure I'll see it if, if you do it, but yeah, that sounds really fun. I definitely want to try that. So bring that back. That sounds fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, my favorite way, thank you so much for all of this information and really helping us kind of make sense of a very confusing topic. Like you said, I love that we can look for the B Corp certified gives us a way to just have a quick 
thing to look for. And like you said, the different materials and where it's processed and made, and then, you know, the living conditions and the wages that the people pay for their clothing. I think it's fantastic. So thank you for kind of laying it out and giving us a path that's direct that we can kind of take it and actually use it in our lives. So I really appreciate that. But my favorite way to end all of these interviews is with three rapid fire questions. So the first one is what does minimalism mean to you? Minimalism means to me the idea of doing more with less. So really challenging your perceptions on what you need and trying to live lighter. Yeah. Great. And what is one of your favorite pieces of motivational or inspirational advice that you'd like to share today? Oh, I don't know who said it, but like, do what you love. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that was like a poster somewhere, but Um, you know, life is short, so we all got to do what we love and make the most of the days that we have. Mm, So good. And you are living that you are doing what you love starting your own clothing brand. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? Ooh, summer weather. (laughs) We got, we had like a really hard winter here. So it's Mm -hmm. just been nice to have the sun, like pretty much every day and patios open again here in the city and just, you can feel the vibe just elevate when people are, um, outside and having fun again. So, so that's just making me happy. Oh yeah. I love eating outside. What is it about eating outside? That's so fun. I don't know. (laughs) It's so fun. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So good. All right, Christy. Well, thank you so much again for joining us and everyone check out encircled it's, uh, they've got some really beautiful pieces and I do love those dressy sweatpants. Those are pretty cool. So Awesome. awesome. Wasn't that great? As a lover of traveling with carry-on only myself, I can totally relate to wanting clothes that you can wear multiple ways. I just never went so far as to make any of them myself. I mean, it's so cool that she did that. And she has some really great tips on creating a capsule wardrobe for yourself. So what was your favorite thing you learned today? I'd absolutely love to hear it. Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and share. I'd also love to know if you have a capsule wardrobe or if you're interested in trying one out. And thanks again to Christy for joining us on the show today and for sharing some great advice. Remember, you can grab all of the resources she discussed by heading over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 115. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 115 to find out more about Christy, her clothing brand Encircled, and to take that style quiz. And as always, thank you for joining me too. If you made it this far, I would be absolutely thrilled if you left me a review on Apple Podcast. Your reviews make my day and it helps me be able to book more guests on the show for you to discover and learn from. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here next week when I will be doing a solo show about decluttering this fall. It also might include a challenge for you to join, but you're going to have to join me next week to find out. All right, that's it for today. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show. Cheers.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.